1: Hello, everybody,
0: and welcome to the Game Changers show. Hope you're well. Yeah, as you can see, I have lots of energy today. I'm excited purely because of our great guests that we've got lined up. I'm excited about where the conversations are going to go. Yeah, listen, I hope you guys are having a great week, like I am. <laughs> it's just been a it's been a really interesting week. And yeah, and and actually, I wanted to kind of share with you. I'm actually taking my first flight. This week is the first time in seven months. And it's like, oh, that's weird, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you haven't done something for so, like I travel so often, well, I used to travel so often. And when you haven't, then you try to go back to what you used to go back to. It's like, oh, that's just weird. Anyway, so literally I'm excited about today, as I always am, when we bring in some awesome guests on the Game changer show. We are here to have fun. We're here to interact. We're here to have questions. And literally today's guest, I remember when he reached out to me and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool because we'll talk about one of my favorite all time movies as a child. And it kind of, it, you know, it kind of brings back sort of memories around that. And uh, and I'm sure it probably will be with, with some of our guys here as well. So um, so who have we got on today's show? Well, uh, on today's Game changer show, we have a guy called Angus Kennedy, who is Angus angus is a tv personality he's written he's got eight different books actually um he's got um decades of experience in the chocolate industry so this guy gets to he gets he gets paid to um be an expert at at tasting chocolate which is kind of cool right Um, that's a pretty cool job um he um uh, he's got a publishing company as well and uh we'll talk about that in a uh, that's going to be a really interesting um question that we're going to go down to um and uh we're going to really open up the questions here and i'm probably gonna we'll see where this is gonna go because i'm i'm just i'm really like super excited about what today what today how today is because we've got a today's a really interesting guest that we've got on today not I'm not saying that all of our guests are not interesting. I'm saying this is a, you know, we've got someone who's come from a, a very different background, very different industry, something that we all like. Like who doesn't like chocolate? I mean, seriously, I'm more of a dark chocolate person than a milk chocolate person, but hey, that, that that's that. But, um, but listen, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I hope you are too. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll. So put your round of
1: applause. Who is the Angus? Kennedy, <laughs> Hello, I, I love that energy. Amazing. You're making me really pumped up now as well. So thank you for having me on the show. It's a great introduction. Thank you.
0: Hey, welcome. <laughs> uh, but who needs chocolate when you've got sort of Adam injection? I mean, I, I haven't had chocolate today. I normally have at least a, two squares of of chocolate with my um, with my breakfast, actually. It's a regular routine of mine. It's just kind of, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know.
1: Whatever. It's all good. How you doing um, anyway, Angus? Yeah, it's great. I actually, uh, I haven't had any chocolate today, so that, that's not good, is it? Um, you know, but I, I did manage to go for a run, so I think the two have to go hand in hand. Or else, one of the one of the biggest questions people always ask me is, "Hey, Angus, why aren't you like five miles wide?" You know, you eat all the chocolate you like, blah blah blah. But I think it's like everything. You know, is it's, someone's got to do this job? It's hard work. You know, you got to you got to you got to keep yourself in trim. Do do lots of running. Keep my mm-hmm. teeth sorted out. I got more all capped, so I could eat lots of sweets. So basically, took them all, all the tops off. So that's all done. So, so yeah. No, it's great to be on your show, and I'm loving it. I've been watching some of the previous uh, shows you've done, and it's it's really cool. So I hope I can make. Uh, I think you could be right here. We're going to have a very interesting conversation. Let's see how yeah. deep we go. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, listen. Um, I just want to kind of start because I know that you've been in the. Well, I know that you got into publishing early on. 36 years I think you've been in the publishing yeah. game is that right yeah 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 and, exactly. yeah and and but and that was that was kind of like around um I was gonna say Kennedy's journaling publishing
1: company is that correct yeah that's right yeah it was um I mean I, I used to live in um in Muswell Hill in North London I used to love it great <laughs> place you know uh, fantastic place but I came from a rather different family or background from many people uh I didn't really go to school, uh, very much. My mom was an alcoholic. Uh, she was drinking most of the time. So if I was lucky, I could have a conversation with her while she was sloped over an IBM self correcting typewriter. And, uh, mm. you know, that was, that was really, I had a very different type of, uh, child life, you know, around about 10 and then my father died when I was 10 of cancer. And Boy. so I was one of these guys that just had to just fend for myself really. Um, and it was a very, uh, it was a blessing. I mean, I think a lot of people sort of say, oh, no, you poor guy. No, no, actually, no. It was meant to happen or it, or, or it mm-hmm. didn't happen. So I'm, I'm a great believer and, you know, very stoic about things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kind of bought into the publishing company because it was it was going to collapse. So they needed someone mm-hmm. to, to do it. So ever since the age of about sort of 17, 18, I haven't done much else. Um, mm-hmm. But since then, since it's a, a magazine about mm-hmm. chocolate,
0: was the was the magazine was it a was it a, was it run by your father before? Is that what it was? Yeah.
1: yeah. So okay. we used to have, we used to have loads of weird and wonderful things, things like Turkey Monthly and all sorts of weird <laughs> magazines. It was like crazy. Ice cream manufacturer, the Chemistry and Industry Buyers Guide, Patents mm-hmm. Journal. It was quite a big company, you know. It was all right. And then my father, mm-hmm. blessed heart, he passed away. And then I think we ended up with this tiny little leaflet, um, which was a confectionery journal that had been going since eighteen ninety. And, uh, and and that was it. That was the only one that survived. So I went into mm. the publishing game very young. I mean, I was I was literally going out to trade shows at the age of 12, you know, meeting people like Boyd Tannock of Tannock's mm. Confectionery. So so I really know the industry extremely well. I mean, I've, I've been traveling around chocolate factories all my life. And if it wasn't <laughs> when I was professional, it was with my mum, bless her heart propping her up in between her having a few drinks you know Mm. alcohol and chocolate always go down pretty well
0: (laughs) um not that i'm an expert of course of um mixing the two together but it kind of sounds kind of cool but i wouldn't do it every day um anyway interesting so okay so got into publishing and then so and then you became a expert in kind of you know chocolate tasting and stuff like that because i mean i've seen some of the cool videos that you've been on like some of the road shows some of the yeah. food and drink um conferences i think there was you know you you've been kind of all over the shop as such and whatever yeah. it is i mean what wh- why chocolate i mean i'm just curious what, what what is it about chocolate you that really kind of fascinates you
1: well i mean the thing is uh, i i accumulated this vast knowledge you know after 30 30 years and then um I was, I was always just an editor, and there wasn't really much to it. And I'm thinking, this is a bit boring, you know, just magazines. You know, I don't really like – I hate selling advertising. I've done that for a long time. Sure. So, um, and I, I sort of kind of started doing a lot more uh, soul-searching. and uh, Well, I, I mean, I've done a lot of that anyway, but just add to it. Um, and I realized that um, there was a position available for a go-to for the media um, in, in the confectionery world. There wasn't really uh, – there wasn't actually a chocolate taster, and, and I'm a great believer that you don't apply for the best jobs in the world you you create them, you create your wealth, you create your success mm-hmm. and I was I, and and I haven't passed a single exam in my life and I've written eight books you know it's like crazy so so I'm a living example of just whatever anyone tells you. just tell them to go and you know I'm going to do it anyway um and and that's kind of how I got into this thing and it all started off with a journalist from The Times who wanted a story uh it was a very long time ago about 15 years ago and he said oh angus kendy he's ideal where why haven't we wh- where did he come from so i got plucked out out of a trade show and ever since i was in the times then the sun the daily mail they went berserk meet the real life wally willie wonka eat your heart out bang i was off to hollywood it was crazy honestly adam it was mad you know it's like uh Wow. Uh, and, and that's a great example of creating your own future out of something you really fundamentally don't like. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, And I think if you're in a situation where you're stuck in a rut, I think you've got to look around you and think, well, what have I got? What, what knowledge have I got? What can I do with this to because it's obviously I'm supposed to be here because I've been here for 30 years. So. There must be something I'm missing. There must be something I haven't realized that's an opportunity. And that's kind of what what I really believe now is very, very positive message of, I know so many people are telling to me now, Angus, oh my God, what are you doing? You know, like this is a big leap mm. Um, And I'm saying, well, why don't you do it? You know, why don't you take a leap of faith? If mm. you hate your job, just do it, you know, because you're going to get to, you know, well, actually I'm 57 now, so. Yeah, I'm starting to thinking, my God, you know, I've got 10 years left. That's probably it. And then I'm going to be old, gray. I uh, won't be able to see anything. And, you know, I, I need to get moving. You know, I need to get moving and doing stuff and really getting them dreams in order because you don't want to die with your dreams undreamed, you know, unrealized. True. True.
0: I, I, I got a question because I know that we've spoken off air and it was quite a fascinating conversation. Yeah. and. I know that you obviously took over the family business at the uh, really a very young age, 17 years old, is a very young age to take over a business. But would you say, I mean, what was the reasons why you decided to take on the business when in actual fact, you really, it sounds to me, and it probably sounds the same as the audience, um, that you really didn't want to do it. Does that make sense? I mean, it's kind of this fine balance. I mean, what was the real kind of, you know, is it because you didn't want to let the family down? What, what was going through your yeah. mind when you made yeah. that decision? It was
1: really, um, you know, mom, my mum was on her own. Um, the bailiffs were at the door and there was mm. no choice. I had to do something. So, um, you know, bless her heart. I have got nothing wrong to say about her. You know, I looked after her to the day she died, all that sort of thing. And Mm. that that was my mission, if you like. But but I I could see things were really collapsing. You know, there were bailiffs at the door and my mum would say, Angus, can you answer that one? It's like, who is it this time? And, you know, so I realised, oh, this this isn't good. This isn't good. So so I, you know, I thought, well, I've got to do something. Uh, My brother managed to get a a scholarship, you know, to a, a really good boarding school. Um, and then I was just left at home. I, I was the dropout. I was the failure. Mm. Um, you know, all the teachers said you're useless, and just about everyone wherever I went said, "Oh, you'll never make it." You know, I didn't get into all the good schools and all this sort of stuff. Well, I thought, well, I can not help me mum. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I'll do exactly. that. Yeah. And and so I went in. And I've i I kind of um, one of these people that spent a lot of my life giving a lot to people. And and I do think that after you've done that, you know, for all your life, there does come a point where you've got to realize, Jesus, you know, crikey, if I if I keep giving to other people, it's wonderful. But I've forgot about myself. Mm. And uh, as we were talking like offline the other day, um, I, think, I think everyone needs to do that. They need to think, well, what am I doing for myself? You know, it's lovely helping other people. But if you just carry on like that, you're just going to end up just burning out. And uh, so I went into the business because I had to rescue this business. And so I, so I thought, oh crikey, you know, uh, this is all about selling. Publishing is about selling, really. You know, some people think it's about great writing. No, it's not. It's about selling an ad, you know, and writing them a lovely story and lick their boots. You know what I mean? That's publishing for you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got nothing to do with good content. So we just, so, so I did this thing, had my own column, which was ridiculous. I couldn't really write properly at those days, but I learned to write. I mean, the thing is. I had to write about vertical form fill screw technology or, or, you know, the most boring, absolute, you know, uh, <clears throat> let's say pillow packs, for example, or extrusion technology. I had to write about this stuff for 20 years. So I, so that's how I learned to write because I was writing about the most boring content you could possibly find. And therefore I, I learned how to write. So, so in a, in a kind of weird way, even I went to this business, I learned a lot of skills that are very mm-hmm. useful now but i did go in there adam to save the day and and i did it quite well i went to germany i learned fluent german came back all the clients half of them were german so they loved it and bingo you know we were off and um mm. so and i, I learned I, I mean i can sell i can sell anything uh which which is a great skill to have they don't teach you that at school you know do they
0: <laughs> no they don't I absolutely <laughs> agree with you on that 100 <laughs> percent so okay so um so you become like you were known as like the confectionery king as such, right? Yeah. That's kind yeah. of what you you created that brand name that you know what I mean. That was the name, fame name that you wanted to create out of it, right? Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I I've always wanted to. I've got a big voice, you know, this sort of thing, Adam, I love this thing, I've just made for it, you know. And every time I go on television and say, oh, Angus, you should be a presenter, you should do this. Well, I know, give me a chance. Yeah. You know, but but uh, every time, so, so I've always had this voice, I've written eight books, I'm, reading, I'm writing a book at the moment. And I've got a voice to help people. You know, I like, I want to help people. I want to help people Mm. and and kind of show the journey of how to get out of the rat race and and just get on Mm -hmm. with living the dream. So for the business, for all its failures and for all my failures, has got me to the perfect point of where I am today uh, to make some big decisions that I've had to make quite recently. But uh, publishing Mm. is is a tough game. You know, you've got to be really, really good at it to survive now. Um, And I don't think many people are actually surviving it. Well, actually, how many... How many professions are going to survive right now? It's, it's a pretty interesting time. It's, in,
0: it's interesting with the old publishing game. I mean, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. You know, it's the same with some industries which are really uh, struggling and stuff. But, you know, I'm a big believer in adaptability and being nimble. You know, uh, we've all got to embrace digital, as you know, and it's just a way to go. And I know that some magazines like... Um, you know, some of the big famous ones, Angus, you know, they they've just gone all digital now. They don't do any print magazines. You don't go. Yeah. It's not like you go to the local news agent now and pick up a magazine because it's unavailable now. It's just online.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, it, you know, if, if you're in a job and you, and you really don't like it, I mean, the thing is, you've got skills. And there's a reason why you're there. And I think if you mm-hmm. dig deep enough, like I did, I think you can actually discover the reason why you're in a job that you hate. It is possible. And I've done it. And um, and you know, this this thing about you know creating your future, you you've got to work on it or else you're just gonna stay in that job forever. And mm. uh, and this is a really big part of my story right now is come on, let's let's just let's just do something and move on and make that big decision to get out of something you fundamentally haven't really enjoyed and you got put in into a family business. I mean, I know loads of people have got into family businesses, not really what they want to do, you know, and um my, i've got i've got five kids adam as you know and um i've said some for god's sake you know if i've got this right you will never go into publishing never you know that's my objective you know i think parents are always about to, to prevent the pain that, that they went through or, or the difficulties to try and get a, a smoother road you know across you know mm-hmm. i mean so so for me um the, the, the really interesting part of my career now is it's kind of take it's kind of re- restarting itself i think um we are a bit like snakes; we can shed our skins and, and and do things again. You know, even at fifty-seven, like I am. God, if I can make Absolutely. it, out, I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> I want to. Uh, it's interesting because uh, was well, a couple of points there because you said that you're writing your um, your next your ninth book essentially, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, all yeah. about taking your your dreams and turning them into kind of you know action yeah. plan. But then you know, so even when we were speaking offline when you went into the publishing business at the age of 17 and it wasn't something that, you know, your heart wasn't in it. You didn't enjoy it. You didn't, you didn't, it wasn't you. It wasn't the Angus Kennedy that you wanted it to be. It's a bit like going into um, it's a bit like having a job. Right. And the reason why they go, the reason why some people will have a job is because they feel like they just need to be able to pay the bills. Does that make sense? And so they join the rat race of, you know, going to the office, and it's a bit like Bill Murray's Groundhog Day, right, (laughs) kind of getting stuck in this cycle. From your perspective, do you feel like, um, you know, when when we talk about dreams, love, passion, aspirations, um, I'd love to know more about, you know, how that particular book that you're writing about is linked to your experience in you know, in, in what you've yeah. done over the last six years, because you've been doing something which you've absolutely detested, right? <laughs> which you've only really just realised, for fuck's sake. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, well, yeah, um, yeah. I don't um, know. What, what are your thoughts about this? I, I'm just, yeah, like, you know, I, yeah, I, love I, to,
1: I love to shake a tree, you know, and, and ruffle yeah, a few feathers. Yeah, no, you're spot on there, Adam. You're spot on. I think, you know, a lot of us go into work and we sort of think, oh, we'll do that for a bit. And then, you know, work is very clever. Someone will say, oh, if you you carry on a bit next year, we'll move you up a bit, we'll call you a manager. Oh, go on, then. (laughs) And then, oh, we'll get your car. And, you know, the whole thing is designed to basically mind hijack you so that you think it's great to get up at nine o'clock in the morning to go to i'm not going to swear because you know it's not my style but you know blah 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 work you know think you think that it's normal and enjoyable to sit on the m25 and fight for a parking space it's no bigger than a car bench park you know park a bench in a park and you actually think about your life jesus it's so shit what are we doing i mean humanity's lost their brains um or at least they've been diverted somewhat. So I anyway, going back to your question about this book, um, I, I've always had a bit of a voice and I love writing. I don't mind if it's not published, I don't care. Um when I'm dying someone will find it in a cellar or attic and then, oh, No, Ooh. you know, but um I haven't got a publisher for this one. I've got published for my last one, but I, I don't I want to see if I can find a new publisher because this is a very different type of book. So I about three years ago, Adam <clears throat> things were really bad. Um I was really, really, really pissed off with my job. I really, genuinely hated it. I mean, I Mm. I, I actually, I couldn't stand the smell of the boxes of the magazines. I couldn't go into the office. I I had to literally force myself in, because I'm the boss, you know, I've got to look happy and and motivate everyone. You know, it's my business. So the worst thing you can do is create, I I realized I was was my own jailer, Mm. really. You get very good at something. You're good at motivating people. You're good at writing, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, Angus Kenny is one of the best publishers in Kent. Oh no, I don't want to be the best. I want to be the worst. <laughs> just just <laughs> get you know. Just, just get me bankrupt. Just, God. But I had to because I have got family. I got five children. So, you know, a lot of dads, a lot of mums. They got, they got children. They, they've got to get the money. Got paid a rent. And, and that, that's that is what is so difficult. We get mm. good at a job. And we can't get out because we're earning the money and then the rent comes in, the mortgage, and if you don't pay the mortgage in six months, your house is gone. And that, that is so tough. It, mm-hmm. It's perfectly constructed for humans humans to be controlled. And so everything... And then I started to think about this whole thing about control, about humanity. It's really serious. Mm-hmm. It's not good and it's not getting any better. So well, I thought, well, what, what can I do? How can I help people? So, How can I help myself? So, so I started writing this book called Make It Happen. And because... Things were were just not happening for me, so I so I, I decided I'd, I'd, I've read all the self help books, I've read them all. You know what? They don't work. <laughs> you read them, and it says, "Oh, do this exercise, you know, five times a day, mantra, blah blah blah." Yeah, okay, I've done that. Well, I'm still broke, and it, it, they they don't work, do they? I mean, I've 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 like you, you've done a lot of sport. I've won Henley. I've rode for England and stuff. And, and I didn't read any books. I just bloody did it, you know, because I was passionate. And and I, so all these books are kind of designed for, to make you buy more books, you know, or go on the conference and come and talk because come talk to these people. I did, I did one, I went to one conference about how to become a writer and I've never seen such a bunch of people who were more hopeless at becoming writing than anyone i've ever met i thought oh my god i can't i can't this is this is not what writers should do they should be sitting there writing good content at home not going to conferences so so i started writing this book thing i've I, i've tried everything and i'm still stuck it's 38 30 it was by that time it's 36 years still in a job that I hated so much. it's like the bells of Notre Dame ringing through my <laughs> bone marrow. It was so bad, Adam. I couldn't. I was so screwed in the head. I, I was really bad. I mean, I was just holding it together, um, and I was, I was, I didn't care what happened. I got to a stage where, you know, well, creativity stops where fear begins, and I was starting to get scared of losing the money, all this stuff. So I wrote, I wrote my way to freedom, and the book. You know, if even if it just helps me being selfish, this book has I i put down four things. These four things I've been trying to solve all my life and they're not being solved. So I, I, I wrote my way to freedom to make them happen. And, I, and that's, how I, that's how I did it. I, I just kind of, uh, as you know, um, I've, I'm taking some very brave decisions now. And I think when you go, when you write or you take a walk or you walk around a park or everybody's got to have that release, uh, like mine is writing, know other people may may be running or you know Mm -hmm. sport's a big one obviously you know it's a really good one for Mm -hmm. meditating and you know the repetitive movement you're running and stuff it's wonderful so so i I wrote down okay here's four things that have just not happening and i started writing the book and and um one two three of them have happened it's just amazing Mm -hmm. that's like awesome awesome you know it sends a chill down my spine it's like which means that my job my goal like i said, okay. What's my goal? My, my goal is to, when, when I interview, because I've interviewed like yourself a lot of people, I know a lot of famous and a lot of very, very rich people, I sort of say to them, you know, what's, what's it like? How did you do this? And they said, well, it's just beyond my wildest dreams. That was when it clicked. So that means you were unable to imagine how good it was. Yeah, because it's beyond my dreams, which, which means what's the point in dreaming about anything? So that was like the big click point for me, which means there's a greater force than me that knows that something's way beyond what I'm able to achieve. And i have have to have, I don't know, it sounds, I'm not religious, but it was kind of just, you've got to have faith. You've got to, you got to just go for it and just take, take the leap of faith like, like the lemmings do and jump off and go for it. Because if you haven't got that strong faith and I, when, I, when I hear the word faith, I sort of think, Oh, he's a bit religious, you know, but I'm not, I'm just, that's just the strength within to say, i've had enough and i don't care what happens um because i believe that there's a force way greater than i am that will take me beyond my dreams because i can't possibly imagine them so there's no point me imagining it i'm just going to allow the process of change to happen but and so Mm -hmm. so i got through all these things in this book it's like allow accept um and i was getting all this stuff in my head it was amazing like because i don't really feel i write i feel i channel you probably know a bit about it. it's kind of a bit, bit deep stuff I mean how, how deep do you want to go but um, I, I don't think I've written the book I think it's already been written and I think I'm just delivering it and I think I've practiced it in previous lives and you know it's kind of a bit weird really but the book has already been written um, in, in another life and I believe in um, uh, <clears throat> parallel realities and all this sort of stuff mm. so uh, and and it's so so uh it, which helps when you're writing because it does make you a bit more of an interesting writer it's not just mm. a self-help book so so three of these things have happened and, and uh <clears throat> the first thing i wrote i was writing this chapter it's like okay come on and make it happen because i was so <laughs> pissed off i thought i've got to get my anger out sport isn't working nothing's working my brain's just gonna burst with with just frustration so i just wrote this chapter and it's like okay four things that haven't that will never happen. I don't believe they'll ever happen. And I need to apply to a greater force for myself. Remember, I had this Land Rover 110 station wagon. I don't know if any of your, your listeners have got one, but they're, they're the sort of thing you don't want to take to Sainsbury's car park. <laughs> 30% steering, steering circle. Oh yeah. So um, so I really didn't like this car. And it was like, a you know, that right angle seat and you're upright and it's really uncomfortable. I couldn't sell it. I'd had on the market and auto trade it for a year. So anyway, to cut long story short, I was writing a book. I said, Oh, why don't we just I just put it as a joke. I'd like to sell this car. So I was typing my I like sales car because it's because it's just really uncomfortable and I could really do with that cash, blah, blah, blah. So I had it in for 24 grand, 24,000. And I really needed the money at that time. The next morning, a guy phones up and it was an army sergeant, a really, really nice bloke. And he says, oh, hello, Mr. Kennedy. Well, this, yeah, great, well, come along, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I don't know why I'm calling you, but it was always my dream, always my dream. And I said, like, oh, this is weird. That was his dream. It's my dream to sell it. So he comes around, right? And he sit we're sitting there in the kitchen and he's going, God, I don't know why I'm doing this, but you know and he kind of clicks his fingers and some cadets turn up and and then before I know it, even but I was, even by had a chance before i had a chance to make a cup of coffee, transferred twenty-four thousand my account, he'd gone. I thought, Oh my god, there's something going on here. So I've got I've got to finish this book. So whether or not whether or not no one reads it, it's working for me. And um, and and that that was about two, three years ago, and since then, some really amazing things started happening when I just allowed them to. It was just that simple. There's no reading or studying or, um, you know, I think people believe in the work ethic. You have to work really, really, really hard. Well, no, I think I think you have to just stop just getting so stressed out on mm-hmm. uh, disallowing yourself mm-hmm. to enable your dreams really. Cause I was so stressed out. I was, I think, I, I think I was focusing on what I didn't want instead of wanting what I had instead of not having what I want. So it's kind of weird, weird, weird. You know, weird it's, process. That's
0: really, that's really interesting. Right. So, um, as we're getting to know each other pretty well, one of the things that really come across to me, and it was really apparent in our first conversation is that you've been doing something for that. You've, you've not really enjoyed doing because you fell into it. Right. And, yeah. But then I kind of get the impression that it's turned in turned you into a bit of a an angry rebel. You know, it's like kind of do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? And not in a in, in a bad yeah. way, but it's yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, it's like you know, I, I'm I'm so pissed off with myself because it's like I've been doing all of this stuff um, for everybody else, yet I've sacrificed my own health, happiness, wealth, fun, and freedom. Uh, for the sake of others and it's like I mean what's your take on this I mean what, what do you think
1: well I think the thing is um like people in the press were saying to me Angus you've got the best job in the world you taste chocolates and you know it's like um you know the press I know the press I'm sure a lot of your uh audience know know the press they need a good story Angus is a Willy Wonka. They, don't, they, don't, they won't accept the fact that he, he's publishing and he, he hate, actually, actually hates his job. No, we've got the real life Willy Wonka. Let, let's get him on TV. Let's do this and let's get some chocolates and have a lovely day. And we all love chocolate, which, which is great, but it's all quite superficial. I mean, chocolate. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, any of your viewers could ask me anything and I would answer it about chocolate. I know absolutely everything about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's 50% sugar and it's 50% fat. It's not very healthy and it kind of makes you fat and it's not brilliant. So, I mean, I've been doing that for most of my life, making people fat and promoting it. Brilliant. Well, that's great, Angus. What a great job you've been doing. Then you know when obesity levels are rising and sugar is addictive and all this sort of stuff and blah blah blah. So it's like, oh God, I, this isn't even a very ethical job. You know, going around <laughs> promoting people to eat sweets. It's like this isn't Willy Wonka. This is this is this is not good. Um, but so, yeah, I, people were telling me you got this great job, but the real Angus Kennedy was like hiding inside and just desperate to express himself. And I, I think we're all like that in some way. And I just I, I kind of like what you said about being angry. I, I'm angry with, I, I was angry with myself for not realizing, you know, 10 years ago to just listen to myself. You don't like the job, we'll do something about it. Just, just relax. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. didn't. And um, so I think this book or, or the process by which I'm going through now is really Good thing because I'm going through what most people are experiencing right now, which is mm-hmm. just a shit time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I could help people with my insights and my public speaking and things like that, and reinvent myself to help people. And if I can do that uh, and be on TV and then then to get paid some to do something I actually enjoy, wow, you know that would be an amazing experience because I haven't done that yet.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> So, okay, so I know that you recently, um, we can say anyway, re- you recently sold your publishing company now, so congratulations, Thank and you. that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. But in terms of the chocolateering side of stuff, is that also going with it, or are you, or are you kind of- Well, actually,
1: um, something very interesting happened uh, about a year ago. We, uh, <clears throat> because because of my profile is quite high in, in a chocolate media world, um, I I, um, I can safely say, I can't say who they are, but I approached uh, a quite well-known television producer. and said, hey, why don't you just do, you know, uh, Angus and the Chocolate Factories or, you know, some kind of Willy Wonka lives in a jungle. And they said, hey, great idea, you know. So so things were happening for me alongside, uh, you know, the business. And when I realised there was a small chance, even just a tiny bit of light at the end of that tunnel, to, to, to live my dream, that that was a point at which... Uh, last actually it was last friday i sold that business after 38 years that was a family business family silver is gone and it's like really weird you know it's like oh my god what am i gonna do uh i've got no idea how i'm gonna earn money uh all my family have lost their jobs uh oh shit angus what you done you know so (laughs) it's gone so i've got to do something i've got to Now, now the pressure's on, you know, I'm sitting in a house here. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford it. Uh, But, uh, but I think if you've got, if you really, really don't like something, you can't worry about those sort of things. You've just got to get on and have faith and just say, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Well, we'll sell the house and we'll go and farm sheep in, you know, I don't know, in Brittany or something. Why not? I mean, it's still better, you know, it's still better than going to school run with five kids and hate their homework and all that shit.
0: You know, <laughs> you know, I was going to say to you, did you ever watch that? One of the um, there was a, a I think it was like a four part documentary. And you, you probably would have definitely known this. Um, it was a probably a good going back about four or five years ago. And there was this chap who was actually, you know, he had a farm in I think it was like somewhere like Ecuador or
1: Colombia. It was yeah. a cacao farm and it was called Willie's. I know, I know, I know, uh, I know him very well. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's called Willie Harcourt Coos and he runs a company. Well, he will not mind me giving a bit of a plug, but he's a lovely guy, you know, and he went on Channel mm. 4 and I can remember talking to him he said, how did you get the Channel 4 commission? What did he do? You know, I was, <laughs> that's what exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, but, you know, he got lucky, he got his book, but his, his business is actually making chocolate. That's what he does. Yes. You know? um, yeah. So he had the opportunity to be a, a really good media uh, uh, personality. Uh, but, um, his main business is selling chocolate. So, he, so he, he, um, he, he did that. Now, uh, we went out filming, uh, in Ecuador, uh, last, uh, last year and then COVID came in and, you know, th- things kind of stopped, but, but my uh, mission now is to make a television program to, to, to find out the real taste of chocolate. Cause it's not what everyone thinks it is. There's, a, mm. there's million people, ch- uh, children working in chocolate. Um, and and um, you know, it, it's on my conscience a bit. I, I I know too much, and so I thought, what's a really graphic way of of experiencing chocolate in a kind of very non political way? It'd be well, let's go and live on a cocoa farm. So mm. I, so this is what I'm going to do now. Is is hopefully, if I can raise finances, uh, foot with my new company, will be to film me a dollar a day on a donkey farming <laughs> cocoa in Ecuador. Uh, and Love I've already. It. Got- um, I'm ready to go. The whole family's ready to go. If if your listeners look up uh, Angus Kendi, it was in the mail on Sunday uh, about going to Ecuador. You probably saw that article about us, and we we meant it. We we really don't like life here. <laughs> it's really shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, this. Sh- by the way, just wanted to let you guys know that are listening in. Right, this is not one of those um, politically incorrect shows where we're going to say that where you are right now is your life is shit because it's some you know we're all in different journeys and what what I Mm -hmm. love about Angus is that the fact of the matter is is that he's gone through these torrid times of not just adversity but he's just you know coming from a place of realism more than anything else and what I love about bringing on people like yourself is really kind of living from experience and saying you know what I've been in an industry where you know, like the chocolate industry, like you've established, okay, as being kind of all frills and, you know, good tasting and, but really there's the dark side of an industry which you've discovered and, Mm. and, and, and it sounds to me like you really want to kind of open it up a little bit like Pandora's box a little bit. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I I think, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are very high up in the industry and, it's not my job to expose or to do anything like that. It's really just to, because I've met cocoa farmers and I've they, they, I've seen them sweating, uh, mm. in, out in the jungle. It's a tough game, tough you know. I've been to these cocoa farms and this mm. is where our chocolate comes from. It's fundamentally wrong. So there have there, been about eight or nine. Uh, schemes, you know, to alleviate child labor, blah blah blah. Anyway, all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, guess what? They haven't worked. You know, they haven't worked. True. So So um, it's still a multi, it's still a you know multi billion pound industry. But you know, if if I was to go and be a cocoa farmer, I'm not saying um, this is right or this is wrong. I'm just going to experience the life of a cocoa farmer. And live the life that they do. And, and that's all I'm going to do. In a hap- I mm. might find that actually, do you know what? This is way better than going down the M25. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> i a and go. And so so it could actually be okay. Uh, so we've got um, you know, we've got production company ready. So my next mission now, actually from last Friday. Is to is to raise an investment to make this television program or a document, chock documentary or whatever you.
0: Documentary. You know, I love that. I love that. Listen, <laughs> guys, I hope that you can help Angus in his, uh, should we say, mission of creating that documentary of uh, or, or chocumentary, as we say. As yeah. like, I like, I like what out.
1: you're saying. The, the the whole experience of leaving the country in a very very extreme way and we've been offered land in in ecuador i got off 100 acres of jungle because the government heard about my story and then before i knew it you know i was just a maidstone dad with five kids and then i was out having dinner with the vice president it's like oh my god it's like life can change okay whoever's listening that you look you can do it because because like you know month before i had no idea i'd be flying out to ecuador having pre- you know they closed the zoo for us for a private viewing and so you can do it. You, you, you can do this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I just think you've got to be bold and come out and be creative and it's creativity, as you know, that makes money, isn't it? It's not, uh, mm. someone, someone, I was having a laugh with someone the other day saying, Oh, I've got a job. And, uh, and I said, Oh, great. Do you know what job stands for? Just over broke. Brilliant. You know, great. <laughs> to just keep You go in and keep funding the banks who just, you know, I'm not going to say anything about banks, but there you go. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, I think we need to experience more spontaneity, more freedom. Uh, I don't know. Just, just we've all, we've all just got to just do what we feel a bit more, and mm. just do it, we're, we're, whatever that is, how mm. we behave, whatever we do, uh, whoever we speak to, and just, just start. Because the decision I made was massive. I've been in the industry for 38 years, and I've just sold it. I didn't sell it for a shit price, but I was so determined. i mean, a team of wild horses wouldn't get me back in there. So I've done <laughs> it, and and I, and I feel great. I, I I've got no money. <laughs> I mean, but I feel brilliant. It's great. I mean, I might lose the entire house. I've got no job. Brilliant. I mean, but I'm free. I'm a free man, and no one can take that away from me. I'm a free man, and that is something I wanted to say for years and years and years. Any um,
0: any final thoughts to some of our listeners that are listening in and and you know, because I mean, your your story is quite. I thought I think it's very interesting, um, and it's 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 kind of the. It's a bit like you know the, the the so-called experts in the personal development world that preach a particular way in which you can create success in your business or as an mm. entrepreneur or whatever it is you've yeah. done you've gone through the huge hardships of not doing exactly that right yeah. and suffering the consequences as part of that because that's what you're, you've done you've suffered the consequences as part of that but now you're kind of celebrating the huge win of letting it all go and just say kind of up yours to the universe and saying, <laughs> uh, and, and kind of Monty Python style. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like, it's like, you know what? I'm done with this. Let this is time for me now and fun and freedom. Yeah, I and and did any sort of final thoughts to some of our listeners about, um, you know, if, if people are going through, you know, uh, a tough time or even mm. if, uh, people have got, I mean, I know that a lot of our listeners that are listening in, I know that they've gone through the, I, I call it the entrepreneurial roller coaster. right? We've gone yeah. through that. I've been on it many, many times, but yeah. any sort of um, final thoughts and any sort of advice for some of our listeners
1: on that? Well, I think uh, obviously you've got you've got a lot of great listeners and a lot of them have done very well for themselves. So, you know, um, I'm sure they remember the time that they took that break that, uh, you know, I've, I've taken uh, or tried to take a few times. But i think i think the main the main thing is 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 um you just got to want what you have instead of to have what you want i mean i don't have anything at the moment i mean i don't have a job but you know mo- most of the time we're just obsessed with just getting a job but actually that's not really going to make you happy i and now i don't have one and i'm the happiest man in the world and so so i i think we just got to look at what what we really want was it freedom is it happiness? Is it is it you know and and these sort of things and try and okay try and focus on those but but also the other interesting thing for me is really um, allowing yourself to become. I know it sounds a bit simple in simple terms, but if I if I if I had kept on publishing, what I wouldn't have known who I was and and therefore have to come back and live 100 new, new lives. I don't want to do that again. I'm not coming back to this planet. It's just so shite. You know? I'm not coming back. I'm a very old soul. I believe in that. This is my last life. Uh, I've done loads of stuff in the past. But I think you know, just just to go through that process of allowing yourself to be who you are, and, and that is it, really, and accepting that you are the one that's made those mistakes on the way and accepting, embracing. And if you, if you just do that, start off with, I promise you guys, that you just accept that you're the one that, that, you know, kind of, yeah. Okay. You know, you, you kind of fucked up at the beginning, but it doesn't matter. You had to, to get to the great person you are. And another, another final thing is like, you know, people who are applying for jobs or whatever, doing things. Well, it was a good thing. You didn't get that job. It was a good thing that didn't happen because you're so much greater and you can get something so much better. And that's the way to think. If something, if something you fail, hang on a minute, you can get something way better than that, which is why you, well, it wasn't a failure. It was a path to something way better than you could possibly imagine. And that's, that's the road that I'm on. And that's where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know <laughs> it's going to be good. Cause I already, I feel good already, Adam. I feel good. Love it. Very good. I, good. Better, I, better. I, suppose,
0: the, I suppose the other thing from my perspective as well is, um, and 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 again, I think we all, like you said, we all go on a, on a we're all on a on a particular journey. And one thing that I've realised actually, in you know, we all got business values and personal values, and that your personal values essentially they need to you need to live by them every day, right? Without excuses, they make sure that they're congruent with what you do, and um, and if and 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 otherwise, um. You know, if you don't live by those values, it's going to lead to that unhappy life, yeah. unfulfilled life, like you've been living for 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 God knows how many years. And you know, and 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 for you, even though you've just kind of made this realization that actually that you know, you know, values are very very important and what, how we live by them. Um, you know, you've you've managed it. You in you, and you can't really say. From my perspective, you can't really say, Well, you know, I don't have anything. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you've got huge amounts of experience. You've got your family. You've got a house. You've got so much to be thankful for. And I'm sure you would agree with me. And, you know, from a gratitude perspective, you know, and, you know, and and I just think about all the businesses that didn't make it, especially in the first five years, which is, I don't know, 90% of them anyway. You managed to do it. All right, fair enough. It wasn't a business that you didn't pick and and want to be in, but um and, and so I, I think maybe maybe some of our listeners might sort of say, well, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? And yeah. I, I, suppose my, I suppose my um and my sort of answer to that really um is Angus is the fact that the matter is is that you know we all make choices. You know, oh. we've all made choices in our life. Whether the uh. In, my choices might seem a a ridiculous choice to maybe someone like you or somebody else. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. It might be right or wrong to the other individual, but it's whatever you feel is right or wrong at that point in time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts and thinking and stuff. So I don't know, maybe some, if you are, if you're enjoying some of our conversations guys by the way, and you want to reach out to, myself or angus or whatever it might be because i know we're going to be putting this on we're streaming everywhere but listen if you're living through a tough time or you're not doing with this which is congruent with what you're doing or with your values and you need a bit of help do us a favor reach out to us on the show and and we're here to help at the end of the day we love helping people love helping entrepreneurs and business owners and you know for us it's all about being real right real authentic we're not and and I know what you might be thinking. You're thinking, oh, hang on a second. I've heard all this all before. Listen, genuinely, like we are too well, I don't uh, definitely for me and for Angus, we like to help people. And yeah. Angus, yeah. Has really, Angus has really shown that over the last sort of 36 years. He's put other people first before himself. And yeah, okay, so maybe maybe not sort of <laughs> be had to be selfish to be kind type of thing, but uh, in all fairness, you know, we still, still enjoy helping people. So um, listen, yeah. Angus, just want to say, thanks very much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And I hope you've, uh, yeah, yeah. Had, a good, I hope you've had some, uh, hope you got some uh, stuff off your chest today, young man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, it was a real pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for having me on great show can't wait to carry on watching it and and i really hope that our conversation together is you know perhaps you know even if it's just one person goes you know we, we've done something and that, that's all that matters really uh as you say life is tough but you know um there, I, i'm a great believer if you make a tough tough decision and we all come to them we i believe i firmly believe that the universe will deliver as long as you yep. stick to that
0: we should Absolutely.
1: be right so. <laughs> very cool
0: very good listen guys hope you've enjoyed today's this week's show uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday 6pm British Standard Time on Wednesdays and uh, and we'll see you uh, up on the next show so from uh, me and Angus uh, we'll see you soon take care guys hey you guys I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers experience I hope that you got some amazing value some great insights